Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now broadcasting to you live from Ottawa Comic Con in the capital of Canada, Ottawa. We bring to you Adventure in Your Ear. Starring your tasty tater dog players. Brought to you by Adipose Bakery. Adipose Bakery is the makers of tasty tater dogs. Now with authentic flavoring. Now it's time for our second story of the evening. Extabular, an Arthurian tale of woe. Chapter 4. In the dark days of Britain long ago, in a time of heroes, magic, and dragons, one boy would rise above the warring nation, bring it together under one banner, and rule as the one true king. He is Arthur, and he is a bit of a git. Chapter 4, in which Arthur, having defeated the three bully goats Gruff, has travelled to a small village nearby with Uther Pendragon, purveyor of fine milk and meads. As you will recall, in our last chapter, Arthur has saved Uther from being mocked and bullied by the bully goats. Uther, in thanks, offered to give transport to our young hero on his milk and mead cart, which has now become a goat souvlaki cart through the magic of marketing. After the previous chapter's events. We join them now as they enter the village of Pied, which has been overrun by a plague of garden gnomes. It has been some time since I visited this village. I had no idea things had gotten so bad. Where are all the people? Hiding in their homes. Or perhaps they have abandoned the village, I would gather. It is a farming village, and without crops, there's really nothing left here to build a life upon. That's dreadful! How did it come to this? I am unsure. Uh, for as long as I can recall, the village has been protected from the nearby tribe of garden gnomes by the Piper of Pied. The Piper of Pied? Is he the one who picked a peck of pickled peppers? Oh, you're thinking of Peter Piper, he of the pickled peppers. He turned pickpocket after his pop-approved pickled peppers provided poor produce. He lives two towns over. The town of Pied, however, has always been protected by a magical pipe, which is passed on once a generation to a worthy candidate. As far as I know, the pipe should be in the possession of one named Sir Ramick the Semigloss. A knight? I never knew that a knight resided so close to mine own home. Yes, a knight he is, but uh, Sir Ramick is rather fragile, if the stories hold true. He is somewhat shiny, however. Uh, that makes up for his deli delicate constitution, I think. I should like to meet this knight. Perhaps he will be my first step in ridding this village of its garden gnome plague. Indeed, 
It would be Arthur's first step in his quest, but first he would have to find this delicate knight, Sir Ramick. After an exhaustive search, Arthur did meet a woman who would guide our hero to the location of Sir Ramick. Oh, yeah, I know where you can find that loser's sorry horse. He's where he is every morning, noon and night, getting drunk and wallowing in self-pity at the horrible job he did done, protecting our once thriving village and town. Just sits there, drinking his feelings down, probably pissing his pants, like he pissed away all prosperity he did, probably crying his fragile little heart out. Oh, poor me, poor little fragile me. How he ever got chosen as one of our most worthies beyond me. I told the, uh, the elders that he was a bum. But did they listen to me? Oh no, I'm just his mother. What would I know? This woman's rambling and belittling of her own son went on for quite some time. And that's when I told him, you're 28 and near the end of your life expectancy for this time period. You need to move out on your own and find a wife who can tolerate you. Then he tells me that he has two illegitimate children whose mother just died and they're moving in too. I told him, look bloody hell they are. I do promise you that this woman's rant is indeed coming to a, con- to a conclusion. So, he sells off my award-winning pumpkin to some fairy godmother to use in some spell or whatnot. Then he uses that money to buy a tavern. Now... He and his little bastard children live and work there. Now, I'm not mother of the year, but I can tell For the love of sanity, lady, where is he? Where is Ceramic? Like I said, he's at the rusty wagon wheel, the tavern. Didn't you listen to a thing I just bloody said? Apologies, my lady. Uh, The boy is in a bit of a hurry and has forgotten his manners. No patience at all, this one. Probably will amount to nothing. Madam, I am your king. You will not belittle me. I'm here to rid your town of these garden gnomes. Shut it! Excuse me? I said shut your yap. You talk too much. I talk too much? Do you think that you're the first child king come here to try and prove his worth? Bah! I'll bet that some lady in, a, in the lake, river, or some other body of water gave you a sword and told you, Go be king! That was very specifically accurate. Bah! You aren't the first and you won't be the last. If it makes you feel any better, you're the first one this morning. The day is young, though. Oh, what's that around the corner? Another would-be king? Oh, I think it is! Where? Major, look. Uh... Dear lady, this boy, although scrawny and pathetic... I've got eyes. Your words do not seem to be of any help. As pathetic as he may look, this boy single-handedly defeated the three bully goats gruff. Oh, he defeated talking barn animals. Color me mildly impressed. Anyway, your majesty... The tavern is just down the road ahead. You'll find my son there. Just follow the melodious smell of complete incompetence. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I'll have you know that I smell like... Uh, like intelligence <laughs> and success. Uh, and it's a, it's a flowery fragrance, like those pink flowers that look like little 
balls while they're closed and then they get gobbled up by ants when they open. You know the ones. Right pretty they are. Ex- except after they get gobbled up by the ants, that is. Oh, stop while you're ahead, lad. You, you smell of yak manure. What, me? No, her. Oh, how very observant of you. That's what I sell, you twat. It's good advertising. Well, well, Ooh. you're stinky. Wow. This round of sad insults went on for quite some time, until Uther finally dragged Arthur off towards the tavern. Stop struggling, boy. She's not worth your time, and the rusty wagon wheel stands right before us. The two enter the rusty wagon wheel simultaneously, which has a tight fit, especially since they're using the rear entrance. Inside the tavern was a sad scene. Not a single patron graced its dirty hall. A single sad figure, head hung solemnly, sits behind the bar, full of sadness. An ethereal sound of weeping filled the air. Not entirely unpleasant, just odd. Uther, do you also get the urge to cry while entering this place? Indeed. Uh-huh. S- sir, uh, I hate to disturb you. My name is Arthur. I'm the future king. Piss off. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking for Sir Ramick. I said piss off. We're closed. I've had enough of this disrespect today. Arthur unsheathes the sword Excalibur and points it at the barkeep. Now, you will tell me the answers of which I seek, or I shall spill your entrails across the bar. Uh, 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 is, is that the sword Excalibur? It is. Uh, uh, great. You, you can toss it on, the, on that heap uh, of them over there by the refuse pile. The, the what? Uh, Arthur uh, looks on dejectedly. Before him is a pile of precisely 27 identical sword Excaliburs. Some of them looked neatly snapped in half and are coated in a thin residue of frustration and sadness. It cannot be! Uh, let me guess, um, the, the lady in the water gave that to you, uh, and she made uh, me a knight and, and the, pied of, uh, the, the piper a pied too. Uh, she's been right off a rocker lately, you know that one? So... So I'm not a king? Yep, no more than I'm a knight, or, or even mildly worthy of being uh, the piper of pipe. Um, on the first day, I was uh, diverting a pack of garden gnomes away from the cabbage patch, and I, uh, yeah, I got the tune slightly wrong, and uh, they, they started throwing rocks at me. Um, a stray rock hit one of my incredibly weak elbows, and I dropped the pipe. It cracked and became utterly useless. Um, ever since that day, the garden gnomes have devoured our crops and wreaked havoc on the village. Um, 115 years, uh, this town has been safe from gnomes, and just one day on the job, I destroyed everything. Um, so, um, I, I, I highly doubt that the lady in the water made you a king. Um, from what I hear, um, she's really not been herself in a long time. It's all a lie! Don't listen to him, Arthur. I've seen you do great things. You've seen me outsmart three goats. Yeah. Arthur walks dejectedly to the pile of swords identical to his own and stares, blurry-eyed. Arthur holds out Excalibur as he decides to toss both it and his dreams to the refuse pile. Uther's hand clasps Arthur's arm. Giving up so easily? Yep. 
This is not the boy who saved my life. I was brave then. I had purpose. Now what do I have? You have a quest. But look at this. I'm a fraud. Why? Because others failed before you? Whoever said that the lady in the water had never tested another? She was hot you, and naked you are and wet. You have only begun your quest. Can you succeed where others have failed? Or are you truly a pathetic git of a boy? Ouch. This village is in peril, and you are meant to help them. So, will you now turn your back on this because others have failed? Y yes No! You are Arthur, the future king, who will unite the lands under one banner. You will form the great nation of Britain. Sure, eventually, like all kingdoms, we'll get a bit power-hungry and start conquering other nations, uh, enslave them, make their people suffer for our supposed greatness, you know, like you do. Uh, we might even make an entire nation addicted to opiates, but hey... People make mistakes. That sounds iffy at best. Yep, sounds like a load of yak dung to me. And you sound like a self-centered little crybaby. Yes, you failed. But does that mean that this pathetic git of a boy must as well? Your inspirational speeches are very hit and miss. Nevertheless, you came here to prove yourself, and prove yourself you shall. Don't let the failures of others determine Oi, your uh, path. Oi, why are you looking at me? Thank you, Uther. Your words ring true. Sir Ramek, there must be a way to rid this village of the garden gnomes. And um, not without the pipe of pie. Perhaps it can be repaired. Uh, don't you think I'd thought of this? Uh, I sent my own children, Hansel and Gretel, over a week ago to take the pipe to the nearby flute witch. Um, she is known to have a mastery of repair of magical instruments. Um, sadly, they, they have yet to return. You sent your children to the flute witch? She is known to lure children into her lair for consumption. Bigot much? Well, I heard stories I heard. Uh, Madam Child in Jester is the sweetest lady living secluded in the haunted forest, uh, festering with demonic creatures that you will ever meet. I admit her name is a bit of a trifle unfortunate circumstance. Um, her parents were hippies. Um, before, before hippies were cool. Uh, but but I, had, uh, I had the chance to meet her and, uh, in the past, and uh, do I look like I've been eaten by a witch? Only slightly. <laughs> I do have to admit, how far is this flute witch's home? A 20 minute walk, give or take. And they've been gone for a week? I said give or take. That's a lot of taking. And you've not gone searching for them? Well, no, the bastards. And, and, and I have a body run. You know, priorities. Oh, my God. Ugh. Sir Ramek, I shall go to this witch and retrieve your pipe. And children. Uh, and children. Uther, I would not ask you to join me on this perilous journey. I have appreciated your companionship thus far. But you have a souvlaki to sell, and I do not wish to hinder your prosperity. Um, did you said souvlaki? Uh, uh, would it perhaps be goat souvlaki? Indeed, it would be goat souvlaki by some weird concourse of contrived circumstances. Uther, oh, I, I would gladly buy all of your souvlaki. 
Why would you do me such a kindness? Well, I, I owe this village much, and it is common knowledge that garden gnomes, although primarily vegetarian, um, cannot resist the scent and taste of goat. Um, I shall lure them away from and the village. And poison them! And yeah, uh, I shall lure them away from the village, and at least temporarily, utilizing your good suwaki. Um, perhaps if you are successful, uh, the town still stands a chance. Um, that, and I'm a goat fiend, I really like goat. Please, Sir Rannick, take my cart and use it to lure the gnomes away. And poison them. Perhaps I have misjudged you, Sir Rannick, but you are still a terrible father. Agreed. Agreed. Um, um, take this map, Arthur. It, it will guide you to the flute which is on. And so a deal was struck. Sir Rannick the Fragile took the reins of Uther Pendragon's goat souvlaki cart and set off to lure away, or poison, the garden gnomes, giving the villagers a much-needed respite from the little bastards. Well, Arthur, it looks like I am free to join you on this part of your journey. I would appreciate the company. I've never met a witch before, and to be honest, I'm both thrilled and terrified. I felt the same way the first time I had an orgy with porcupines. What? I said, let us venture forth together. I would like to learn more about you, young lad. Our paths seem destined to have crossed. And so, Arthur continues his adventure, joined once more by Uther Pendragon, neither realizing just how intertwined their lives truly are. Perhaps we shall find out in our next chapter just how intertwined they truly are. Truly. Bloody get he is. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, everyone. <laughs>